0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pads. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Albert. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. It's in your life today. And I hope you guys has had a very, very interesting and happy weekend that just passed. First and foremost, I want to say that I apologize that I did not do the podcast last night, which was Monday night slash today, Tuesday morning. You know, my girlfriend had her father's birthday and I was invited. Couldn't say no. And we all had fun. We all had a good time. But by the time I came home, I had to sleep very early since I had to go to work. And uh, it was a shitty day today, it really was. It just, uh, let's just put the past behind because I had to work for a few Karens today. Yep. I had to work for a few Karens and uh, fucking hell I hate Karens, I really do. But we're not here to talk about my problems or the issues at work. We're here to talk about something fun, something entertaining, something grand, something awesome. And my, do we have a podcast episode for us today. This is going to be three pieces of news for the first one. Justice Con just happened this past weekend. Therefore, we finally got that teaser trailer for the Snyder Cut version. And yet, why do I feel like Zack Snyder's words towards Just Sweden is a little bit unfair? After we saw that teaser. Hmm. I'm going to have to look at the other side of this. Second piece of news. Captain Marvel 2. Some news on the fact that it is being described as a mini Avengers film. What the hell are they talking about? And then the third piece of news. Haley Steinfeld. We've known about this for a while. It's been rumored. But now I do believe it's been confirmed. That she will play Kate Bishop. For the Hawkeye TV show. At the Disney Plus streaming service. Yay or nay? All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's do our shout out, shall we? Okay, I'm going to see if I can play that on a little bit more. See if that doesn't get annoying very quickly. <laughs> this episode of the podcast gives a shout-out to Tom Holland. Apparently, it's been hitting in the news that there's a chance that he is now with a new girlfriend. He is now with a girlfriend. I believe her name is Nadia Parks. P-A-R-K-E-S. Nadia. Nadia Parks. That is her name. And seeing a couple of pictures on Instagram since, let's face it, CBR and other news wants to hit up everything in every article they do. Ah, fuck it give a shout out to him he's happy he's happy let him be who he wants to be let him be whoever he wants to be with Tom Holland's flash spider-man is now with his own Mary Jane well this one has blonde hair so I say she could be like a Gwen Stacy type of person but in any case shout out to Tom Holland hope you are happy my guy hope you are happy now considering there's a lot to go over let's dive into our superhero talk Starting with what happened at Justice Con that comes up right in a bit. First and foremost, I want in a particular way to see if everyone has had a good chance to actually go online to the Justice Con, to the Virtual Comic Con, and they were able to get so much done in terms of playing games or reading comics or buying merchandise or whatever it is, I couldn't get the chance to do any of that because I was working nonstop. But, I go on my Twitter feed and I look everything up. And of course, I was trying my best not to spoil myself. I didn't want to do it, but fuck it. It happened. We got a teaser trailer. We got a teaser trailer for Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut for the Justice League coming up next year on HBO Max. And of course, it is a scene that we've kind of seen in pictures we've seen time and time again, which is not really new. But it is Superman in his black Superman suit flying in and meeting Alfred saying, you must be Alfred. And then screen goes to just cut. Now, at that moment, I thought to myself, okay, he's not really showing anything new because we've seen this before. We've seen this. We know about the black suited Superman suit. We know that it's pretty cool. How the hell he got that thing on? How the hell? Where did it come from? You know, and everything else. Who the fuck knows at this point? As I said, it's not really new. And yet... That's not really what I really wanted to discuss. I mean, the teaser trailer was all cool and whatnot. And, you know, it's something we've known already. But it was more towards Zack Snyder's words towards Joss Whedon. I have a quote here from Zack Snyder after he got interviewed. This is what Zack Snyder, when he was asked about particular questions that pertains to Joss Whedon. Before this question was even answered... He was basically asked, will there be any footage from Josh Sweden's version into a Zack Snyder version? And he said, and I quote, There is no chance on earth that I will use a shot that was made after I left the movie. I would destroy the movie. I would set it on fire before I would use a single frame that I did not photograph. He says that there's a 0% chance that Josh Sweden's footage is ever going to be used in a Zack Snyder film. Now, I kind of took away some things about this, and we're going to be spending some time on this particular topic before we move on to the other two pieces of news for the Bay episode, but please keep this in mind. And I know I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here, but you know me, I always talk out of both sides. It was pretty clear that Josh Sweden was not Zack Snyder's choice to actually replace him to finish the film for Justice League. That was all the Warner Brothers decision because Warner Brothers saw Josh Sweden, that he had some credibility. He had a lot of credibility with the Avengers and the Avengers 2, End of Trine and every other film that he's made before then. So Josh Sweden is definitely a good filmmaker. Maybe not the best, but he's definitely a great filmmaker. Now, here's the thing. I honestly do believe that it was Warner Brothers terrible executive decision to bring a guy that does not resemble any vision or any mindset that is closely resembled to Zack Snyder. It was amazing to me that nobody from the higher-ups actually anticipated that what we got, this Frankenstein creation of Zack Snyder's movie and Josh Whedon's version of the movie blended in together and then we just got that. And here's something that I want to reiterate here. I understand that a lot of people are tearing just Sweden apart at this moment. Ray Fisher from a couple of weeks ago who plays Cyborg basically ripped him a new one saying, oh, he was the most terrible director. I would never want to work with him. He's been a complete douchebag behind the scenes. Apparently, there were rumors going around that he wanted Wonder Woman to do more inappropriate scenes. If you actually... Pay attention to, you know, when you read between the lines. There was a specific scene in the film where the Flash is running and he trips over Wonder Woman. And to some people, that was like, you know, a quick, flashy, no pun intended... Type thing where it's like oh it's innocent it's nothing to be you know it's nothing to take serious off. Well it turns out that Gal Gadot did not even want to do that scene at all. Because she deemed that as very very inappropriate. Which is why you don't see her face in that particular shot. It was a stunt double. Where the Flash is actually on top of Wonder Woman and he quickly gets back up realizing what the hell just happened. He's all shy he's all ashamed the way he did it just runs away again. So they actually used a stunt double in that particular scene shot. There were some rumors going around that Joss Whedon wanted Wonder Woman slash Gal Gadot to do something else more and more. And she was very uncomfortable. She was very distraught about the whole thing. But no one said anything at this point. And like I said, these were just rumors. So how much of it is really true, I honestly don't know. But the case in point that I'm bringing up is so many people are now blaming Joss Whedon for what happened with the film. How the film turned out the ins and outs, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, whichever the case may be. Now, aside from the filmmaking perspective that went on behind the scenes, my case or my thinking process is this. No director really wants to make a terrible film. And Josh Sweden was working with what was given to him. I can imagine that he had a very, very hard, impossible task with taking someone else's work and trying to finish it and it, and reconstruct it and make it enjoyable for everybody else. His main mistake was he was trying to compare it too much to the Avengers and you can see the comparisons a mile away. The introduction of the team to the mother boxes, the color palettes, the post-editing script and the unnecessary comedy. And it—it was he was trying to make it too lighthearted. And I believe his vision was, okay, I understand what these guys want. But let me try to see if I can make this a little bit more lighthearted for everyone to actually enjoy. Since I've done The Avengers, I'm pretty sure I can do the exact same thing. I'm pretty sure that's what his mindset was thinking. Like I said, no one wants to do a bad film. So I'm pretty sure he was not intentionally trying to sabotage it. Because if you remembered from the very first scene in the movie, there was a homeless man with a sign that says, I tried. And I believe there was many articles that was written about this where it was like a subliminal message about Joss Whedon coming up to the audience and telling the audience, hey, guys, listen, I tried my best. I'm sorry. I tried my best with what I got. So when people always ask, oh my god, is this the worst Joss Whedon film that you would ever see in your entire life? Honestly, no. Because I don't really consider this as a Joss Whedon film. The same way I don't consider this as a Zack Snyder film either. This was two separate ideas with no correlation with each other, blended it all in a fucking container, and we got this Frankenstein fucking monster that pretty much just killed nearly the entire franchise for the DC Extended Universe, which is why they had to reset everything and focus on standalone stories with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, and the Joker. So I think it's a little bit unfair that we're just piling so much hate on Josh Sweden because, like I said, I do believe. He was trying super hard to work with what he was given. Now, the flip side of that coin, as a director, he should have known better or at least found some way. And maybe he has. Maybe he has. We don't know the extent of what went on behind the scenes. Maybe he should have communicated more with Zack Snyder and get a better understanding of what his vision was. Maybe he could have gotten out of his own way. In terms of not thinking about the Avengers, not thinking about what was going on with the MCU and try to make this a different version of Zack Snyder's movie and make it his own that was completely separate. If you look at the Buffy, the vampire series or anything along those lines that has to do with dark, demented shit, Joss Whedon has a knack for that. But for some odd reason, when it came to this movie, he dropped the ball big time. And I think he should have been more aware with what he was given. He should have been more aware in terms of communicating not only with Zack Snyder, but many of the other cast. And like I said, maybe he did. Maybe he did. I guess the point I'm trying to make on this particular topic is it's a little unfair for us to continue to bash him when he tried. I honestly do believe he tried his best. He was chosen by Warner Brothers and... It happened. Does this ruin his credibility for future movies to come? Possibly. But this wasn't really his film. He had a hand in it, yes. Is it a Joss Whedon film? No. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, let's cut him some slack. Just a tiny bit. Unless some news comes out sometime later on in the next few weeks or so that he did do some fucked up shit behind the scenes. Oh yeah, then we'll just go right back in bashing the motherfucker. But until we hear otherwise, let's cut him a break. Let's cut him a break. But anyway, I spent so much time on that particular one. Let's move on quickly to the other two piece of news. Captain Marvel 2 is being described as a mini Avengers film. Now, what the hell do people mean by that? Well, let's put it this way. And this will transition into the third piece of news. If Captain Marvel 2 is a mini Avengers film, there's a high chance that she could be the leader or the next leader to the young Avengers. And the young Avengers is basically a team of heroes that are young. It's no different from the Teen Titans. It's no different from Young Justice. It's no different from a young superhero type of people. And case in point, Miss Marvel is going to come out of nowhere and she's going to get introduced into the movie or have a cameo in the film. And she's going to be learning the ropes from Captain Marvel. And if Miss Marvel learns from her, then it's only a matter of time before other superheroes may come into fruition with that. And Spider-Man is no different. I mean, yes, it's Spider-Man, but in the MCU's version, he's still a kid. And he still has a lot more to learn, not to mention... And let's face facts here, he was never really trained by any of the Avengers at all. I mean, yes, you can make the argument between him and Tony Stark, but Tony Stark never really trained him. He just gave him the gadgets. He gave him the suit. He gave him the uh, the iron spider armor. He gave him all of that, but he never really trained him. And if Captain Marvel is in the position where she's going to train the young Avengers for Marvel Phase 5 to continue to move forward, maybe it can actually be in the works. Maybe this is exactly what we need, especially from a character like that. And apparently, in the news, it also reiterates that this is going to play into the secret invasion storyline. What is the secret invasion, you may ask? It's when the scrolls are invading the Earth. Now, from the movie, the scrolls were depicted as the good guys. But, like human beings and like any other alien forces, if you have a set of good guys, I'm sure you can have a set of bad guys. And I'm sure the Kree has something to do with this as well. But if this is what we're going to get for Captain Marvel 2, let's just see what happens. Because the last thing I want, like last time, is for me to raise my hopes high again and then all of a sudden get shattered down like nothing. So, there is that aspect. Third piece of news, which ties into the second one. Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Yes, 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 motherfucking yes. Yes, of course. Now, for those of you who don't know who Haile Seinfeld is or don't remember what she looks like, let me bring to you her resume. She did True Grit. She was the main character for Bumblebee, which my good friend Chris Markle was part of that movie. You can check out that podcast episode, by the way, when we spoke about that went into detail. So little eye opening for you. She was in Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. She was in The Edge of Seventeen. Which is probably one of the great comedic movies that I've ever seen. And for those of you that don't know. She was also Gwen Stacy from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. She was Spider-Gwen. Yes. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar last year. So she has tons of credibility. And if she's going to be Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye show. Sign me the fuck up. Now. To give you a little history on who Kate Bishop is, she's also a member of the Young Avengers, which, like I said, ties into the second piece of news. She's also a member of them, and she eventually takes over the mantle of Hawkeye after being trained under him. With that being said, she's going to learn a lot from him. She's going to use that bow and arrow to her advantage like she always does in the comics. She's a fan favorite next to Miss Marvel, next to Cassie Lang. Who, if you guys don't remember, is Ant-Man's daughter. Because she's a member of the Young Avengers. And it's going to be one hell of a great team-up. And the great thing about it, she's 23 years old. So if she's being introduced into the MCU now, that means she has so many years to play the young character as far as she can go for the next 8-10 to years. Especially if we're going to lead into the Secret War storyline. So, like I said... I think this is the perfect casting. They definitely look like each other. In my eyes, they do. And why the fuck not? Can you imagine Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner in the same room and he's training her, trying to do the best that he can, making sure that she is his successor? Ooh, hell yeah. I would definitely pay money to see that. Hopefully, if the coronavirus doesn't fuck shit up and everything doesn't get postponed again and again, we can actually enjoy it. We can actually see what happens That's all we have for today's episode on Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast Once again guys, thank you so much for listening If you want to hear more, tune in to Outside the Comics Volume 2 On Spotify or Stitcher And episode 50, we're going to go back to YouTube And it's going to be video form That's right, I made a decision and it's a firm decision We will be on YouTube episode 50 and onwards The format may change a little bit but I'm trying to test to see what works and what doesn't. So we'll see what happens with that. Before we end this night off, let's go to our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Kate Bishop herself, the future Hawkeye. If I say I'm sorry, it's just me selling a lie. And my reaction to that is, why do I have this feeling that you're going to be as badass as Hawkeye, but also a smart ass like Jessica Jones? Now I'm intrigued. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Tune in for tomorrow night where we will be back on schedule. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on OTC Volume 2 on Twitter or Instagram. Till next time, which is tomorrow, I'm done, I'm through, peace out.